dirt on my shoe. My words can come out as a pistol. WGMU, George Mason University's radio station. Listen in on WGMURadio.com, GMU Campus Cable TV Channel 2.6, and on iTunes and on the Radio Flag Music app. Coming to you live from the WGMU station in the basement of the Johnson Center, I'm Andrew. And I'm Zaya. And this is Something Different, the show where we aim to educate the public on a somewhat obscure and niche genre each week. Might I say I've been waiting for this episode for a long time, because this week we'll be exploring the laser tag genre. And another reason I'm excited is for the first time out of three episodes, we managed to get every song to upload into the program successfully. It is a miracle. So, which is also good because that means we're probably going to be going over the time, but... Fantastic. That's whatever. Um, so, yeah, anyways, it's going up to be an exciting show as we hear some Scatman to Crazy Frog and everywhere in between. What we've determined that all this genre really is is like... It's uh, Euro dance from between the 1990s and early 2000s. But Just, really, yeah. it's laser tag. Yeah, don't pay attention to that because it's only laser tag music if Zaya here or I have specifically heard it actually in a laser tag arena. So, yeah, with that, let's kick things off with Children by Four Clubbers.
WGMU. Now, a lot of people don't know, but that is just one of many, many German trance songs that we're going to be playing tonight. In fact, as Andrew said earlier, um, pretty much the whole laser tag genre is just Eurodance. Um, So now I tried to look up that band. uh, That was Four Clubbers, by the way. I tried to look up that band on Wikipedia. Uh, I was just going to, I'm sorry. Oh, go for it. uh, Did you notice that the, the band is named Four Clubbers? Like with the number four clubbers, but it's also four. Their music is four clubbers. Ooh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I that's, not, at least that's how I've interpreted it. I, I, I did don't know not if make that connection. Case. But yes, continue on. I'm very sorry. Now my mind's too blown to even talk. Uh, well, I was just gonna say Wikipedia had almost nothing to say on them other than they were a band and they were German. So now that we've divulged that juicy information, uh, so yeah, our uh, next song is one that. Uh, our generation, or at least the people, its I guess it's not really the entire generation, it's probably just a couple years span of people, but they typically think it's original to the version we're going to play, but it's actually from the movie Beverly Hills Cop, just like my parents point out every time it plays, but I, I, like, I agree with that because I really, it really grinds my gears that people don't know it's original to that movie. But yes, of course, the next one that we're talking about is Axel F by Crazy Frog. What's going on? (laughs) 
WGMU. So yes, uh, that was Axel F by Crazy Frog. Um, something I wasn't going to mention until later on the show, but that one just got me so invigorated that I want to bring it up, is back in the day, I used to go to this place occasionally. I think it was more meant to be like an after-school thing, like Taekwondo or like sort of a daycare. I'm not really sure, but it was this place called My Gym by this grocery store near my house. And they just had all these, like, like a big ball pit and this playground thing inside, and it was pretty awesome. But I would occasionally go. I think I went, like, three or four times. And I would just go for these nighttime things that you just, your parents paid, like, $30, and you could just go. And it was a grand old time. But I specifically remember them playing that and some of the other ones we have coming them up. Uh, just another classic instance of laser tag music and the many places it can be played. Absolutely. It is, it is truly universal. So, yes, indeed. Did you know that in the uh, UK, Crazy Frog was almost banned because in the music video for Crazy Frog, his um, well, his his undercarriage was was quite prominently featured. Yes, it was quite anatomically correct. Yes, and uh, the British board, yep, the British board of censorship were like, nope, we're we're having none of that. And now, if you look at the video, there's a there's a happy little sensor uh, pixelation there in his crotch area. Correct. Yes. yes. So uh, coming up, I believe we have a commercial. So. Let's see what we have in store with that. I'm excited. Alrighty, here we go. Every day you wake up, you shower and brush your teeth. Then you run off to class. After that, you do homework, extracurricular activities, and sometimes even work. If you're lucky, you might even get some sleep. It seems as though there isn't enough time to do you. The Mason players understand that college can be stressful sometimes. That's why they put on spectacular theater that gets your mind off the daily grind. Reward yourself for all the hard work you've done. Join them this year during their season of miracles and madness as they inspire the imagination. The Mason Players, Mason's Theater Company. Visit theater.gmu.edu for more details. WGMU. So, uh, yeah, um, now's the part of the show where the past two weeks we've done apologies to now that we have this broad range of people listening in, I'm sure. Hopefully. Hundreds of people at least all over campus. Thousands um, even. Yes. Uh, there are about 30,000 students on campus at 
some points of the day, so they're probably all listening. That's true. But yeah, anyways, we've decided that every week we're going to, well, originally we were going to make an apology to someone in hopes that they would be listening, someone that we don't really know that well, that like we couldn't just apologize to them in person because we don't even know their name, so we apologize on air in hopes of them hearing but this week, we didn't do anything bad, so we don't need to apologize to anyone, but we're, we're deciding to just turn it into the segment where we sort of shout out or mention some random per- person on campus that, again, we don't really know that well, and we have a terrific instance of that this week. Think of it as a radio missed connections. That's true. Um, so, yeah, uh, a couple days ago, we were walking out of Ike's, and I was discussing with James and another kid named John. I He may be listening. I don't know. But we were discussing, I think we just had some cereal. And I posed the question of, with Cheerios and all the advertisements, they always talk about how Cheerios lower cholesterol. And that's like their entire ad campaign. And I've always wondered if they lower cholesterol, like, just because they're low in cholesterol, so when you eat them, you're taking in less cholesterol than if you were eating something else than Cheerios, or if there's something in them that straight up actually lowers your cholesterol. And there was this guy walking about 10 feet in front of us, and he, he stepped in and gave us a great answer. What about that? And, and lo, what that fellow traveler had to say, he told us all about steel split oats and how, well, in oats... If they're prepared a certain way, I guess. You can see I didn't really pay much attention. But I guess when oats are prepared a certain way, the fibers break down the uh, cholesterol. And that's mm-hmm. pretty exciting. But then he told us about this thing called steel-cut oats, I think. Am I getting yeah. that right? Or Something split, like that. He, he said split oats, and that made me realize, because I've seen in the store before that they sell steel-cut oats. And I've always understood what's so special about that, because it's not like there's steel in the oats. So why does it matter what they were cut with? But... But what he what he told us was that you could also get these delicious oat things, and he said that they looked like sand. And, um, you know, I don't want to apologize. I hold by my word that if I could find those in the store, I would take the sandy mixture raw on the beach with me and just eat them up with a spoon from a Tupperware. That's true. We, we made that joke in that man's presence. He didn't seem to think it was as funny as we did, but... Oh, well. And then I think we made some other joke about something related to yeah. steel cutouts, and he did think that was funny. So who knows? You never know. Well, what do we got coming up next? We have uh, Kerncraft. Ooh, speaking of oats and stuff, Ooh. Uh, it's called Kerncraft 400. And I don't really exactly know why that is, but in the... Co- Ooh. In the in the music video, there's it's like it's almost like an infomercial for a microwave, and I think it's called Kerncraft 400 because microwaves make popcorn, and so like Kernel Kernel Craft with a number added in. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a spooky German thing, in, yes, probably so maybe in, Dutch. Yep. So on that note, we'll be headed into Kerncraft 400 by Zombie Nation.
Contaminations. Wow, you can you can almost hear the lasers blasting when you play that song. I can almost see the fog in this room right now. Well, um, you know, this isn't terribly related, but in the whole cyberpunk scene, Philip K. Dick was a very prominent author, and I'd just like to talk about him for a little while. Uh, Philip K. Dick has opened my eyes to the alternate world of, well, consciousness. You see, through his great books, uh, he details the plot of a man who he he's trying to find this criminal and in his epic quest to find the criminal he goes down a long tube of being accidentally drugged and and destroyed and he sees an iron face staring down at him from the sky which is something that philip k dick said he saw in real life but he was on um well i probably can't say the drug's name on air but it's it's a pizza topping and um an iron (laughs) face was looking at him from the sky (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um, anyway, he chose to write a book about that. And the man in the book was following this uh, terrible narcotics dealer and eventually broke into his home and looked around and found that he was, in fact, following himself. Man. What a twist. Philip K. Dick was a man and a half. That is pretty deep. Not to mention that um, he also believed that, what was it, he was trying to tap into the collective unconscious through his writing. I believe he truly did. That's true. I mean, aren't we all trying to tap into each other's consciousness anyways? So, uh, yeah, uh, this next song coming up is one that I first heard in this really crazy laser tag place I went to last summer, uh, possibly with uh, one or two current listeners. Uh, So, yeah, I'll have to get more into that and the details of that after we hear. If you would like to. um, I'm very sorry, listeners. Kinetic by DJ Sona. Kinetic 
WGMU. That last track sure was fire. It was. But, yeah, so as I talked about before uh, that song, I first heard that last summer in this laser tag place. It's really interesting place I'd never been to before. And right at the end, since they had only been playing an hour-long version of that song the entire time, I asked the guy what it was, and he graciously gave it to me so I can credit him for providing us with that last song, which is from League of Legends, if there are any avid listeners out there. But anyways, the laser tag place we went to had these absolutely crazy laser guns that were like airsoft guns, but with an actual CO2 cartridge in it. So when you shot, it would it would like give you blowback on the gun. But then something that none of us really could handle, we considered trying it, but we didn't do it, was they even had an option for a vest you could put on that shocked you when you got shot. And that w- I thought that was like, that was one of the craziest things I'd ever seen. But yeah, and my gun ended up being broken and it didn't do the CO2 thing, so that was disappointing. But yeah, that was a pretty awesome place. I had a good time there with some of the listeners and a man by the name of Jonas from the great country of Germany. So uh, yeah. That's pretty exciting. Um, one year for my birthday, uh, I, I too went laser tacking. Um, it was actually my 18th birthday, uh, which was less than a year ago, uh, to show how mature and cool I am. And when we went laser tagging, the second round we did was just me and, like, the four or five other people that I brought with me, and it was pretty exciting. Uh, we got into trouble. We we ran quite a bit. That was oh, fun. Oh, dear. Did, uh, you, did you use profane language or be we, unsportsmanlike? We absolutely refrained from the profane. Okay, that's good. Um, however, we did on multiple occasions shout, Marshall! Marshall! Uh, in order to... You know, throw them off. Throw them off exactly. Yeah, yes. We shout Marshall and run away just to make their jobs harder. That's that's, a, that's always a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. I agree. But yeah, don't you uh, don't you have a possible career upcoming oh, in the absolutely. laser tag industry? Absolutely. It's always been my dream to well to own a laser tag studio. Obviously, just like uh, that's everyone's dream. Uh, Saul Goodman and Breaking Bad. Exactly. Spoilers. Um, however. Not only do I want to own a laser tag facility, I want to do that air paint gun. What is that called? Uh, yeah. That's a great question. I, I don't even called. know. That little air paint gun, and I just want to paint castles on the walls of Laserpack Studios. Ooh, and like galaxies and stuff. Yeah. I, that's certainly a business and art form all on its own. So oh, you gotta, maybe you got to start that up. Maybe it's not even. I'll yet. start in Laser Tag, move on to mini golf at the beach. It'll be a good time. That sounds exciting. So, yes, uh, coming up, we have a real nice commercial, and then we'll get back to you. Hey, wake up. You overslept. Don't worry, you can still tune in to Moody Mornings on Wednesdays at 9.45 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. Tune in to WGMERadio.com or Mason Cable Channel 2.6 to hear artists like Aphex Twin and Blur, as well as upcoming concert tickets and music news. It's all here on WGMU. WGMU, music going forward. WGMU. Uh, so this one coming up, uh, it's got some uh, some pretty classic lyrics. Yeah, right? I've always um, I've been trying to interpret these lyrics for a while now. Some people say that they're poetry, others say they're meaningless. I, in particular, think they're wrought with symbolism and just well, the meaning is is far deeper than what you see on the outside. That's, That's all I have to say. You ever think they call it scat? Because, like, some people consider it meaningless and scat is a synonym for poop. You know, I'd never thought of it that way. 
You should. You should think of it that way sometimes. But uh, speaking of poop, the first place I ever heard this song was in a YouTube poop online. I think it was a, oh, it was a Beauty and the Beast YouTube poop that my brother showed me. And this song was featured in it, and it was a great time, and I've been jamming out ever since. Do you like to introduce what's coming up? We've got Scatman, Ski-ba-bop-ba-dop-dop-bop by Scatman. I'm a scat man. So can you, I'm a scat man. Scat 
That was Scatman by Scatman. Now, coming up in music news, we've got a cyberpunk band coming right nearby. We've got Guar coming to the 930 Club on November 9th. There's details online on the 930 Club's website. That's true. And for those of you who aren't aware, Guar is probably the best band that wears full latex costumes that look sort of like alien dragon robots. You know in what, the business. You know what else has alien dragon robots? Laser tag has alien dragon robots. That so is very Guar true. Guar is really the perfect laser tag music, although we won't be playing any this evening. But we certainly do like talking about Guar here. We it's do. Different. Maybe someday we'll have an episode dedicated to bands that, I don't know, wear latex masks. And or, are from Virginia. And are from, you know, local high schools even. Yeah, we might get into that later. But uh, yes, it's come to the point in the episode that we have to we have to get serious and tell some PSAs. Um, this coming week is absolutely packed with exciting events, so picking just a few to inform our viewers of was quite a challenge. First, at the Science and Technology Campus, Occoquan Building, Room 110A, tomorrow morning from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., there will be EHS Chainsaw Safety Training. Wow. Now, I know this doesn't... Last week, we really strove to have the events that have to do with the topic but you know this is not the only event so we this, will be getting into that not to mention this is something important everyone who operates a chainsaw should really be trained Ooh, that's true yes as they say on the website all employees who operate a chainsaw are required to receive training before they may use a chainsaw chainsaw training addresses operation and maintenance of chainsaws recognition of safety hazards proper use of required personal protective equipment, safety procedures, and safe performance of routine work tasks. Chainsaw training is required before an employee operates this equipment and must be repeated when new equipment or practices are implemented. Uh, just real quick, I'd like to point out that on the today.gmu.edu website, which is where we find out about all our campus events that we like to talk about on here, every instance of the word chainsaw in that paragraph is italicized. You so, never know what you're going to get. Yeah. You can go and get trained with a chainsaw yeah so i'm pretty interested i'll probably show up yeah so i would imagine the the chainsaw part is pretty important so get out there to the prince william campus folks but yeah on a separate note 
also at the Occoquan Building Room 110A, but on November 11th from 12 to 1 p.m., there will be EHS lockout slash tagout training. Tagout? Oh, yeah. We're, uh, we're guessing this event has something to do with laser tag. Most likely. Yeah, but we're not quite sure what this training is, as the website didn't even elaborate. It, it just said lockout, tagout training. So, seriously, it might have something to do with, like, the the card swipes to get into a building or something. Who even knows? It might be training uh, people to become marshals because, <laughs> you know, that's game master. <laughs> You know, that's true. That, sort of that might be what it is. So yeah, we imagine that's probably something useful as well. Um, so yeah, um, coming up, uh, we yeah. have another song. Uh, I think a lot of people are really gonna remember this one. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, it's time for "Strange Times" by the Black Keys.
you're listening to WGMU Radio, and you're listening to Something Different with Andrew and Zaya. Uh, you can listen in on WGMURadio.com. Uh, it's on the GMU Campus Cable TV Channel 2.6 on iTunes and on Radio Flag Music app. Nice. Um, now, I know a lot of you are probably thinking to yourselves, oh, yes, I remember listening to Strange Times by the Black Keys while playing Laser Tag, right? Uh, no. Oh? Wait. Oh. Well... Oh, yeah, that's probably because much like we did with uh, the Gym Class Heroes song in the Gym Class episode, that music video for Strange Times actually features people playing laser tag in a laser tag arena. That makes And things get a bit crazy, but you should watch the music video to find out. No spoilers. So that's the connection to laser tag, as some viewers asked. But, yeah, so uh, anyways, now is time for the weather. Would you care to read the weather, Isaiah? I would love nothing more. Tomorrow we have a high of 78, a low of 58, and it's going to be slightly cloudy. Saturday we have a high of 60, a low of 41, and 50% chance of scattered showers. And, of course, Sunday fun day we have high of 58 and a low of 35, Jeez. but at least it's going to be clear. So, yeah, that's true. You can have a good Sunday at least and a uh, the, pretty good tomorrow as well. The good news is it's going to be too warm for ice giants to form, so don't even worry. That's true. Um, so yeah, um, this next song uh, features a computer-generated character that we're not going to spoil until you hear the song, but it just wanna, uh, made me want to talk about some other computer-generated characters typically in laser tag-type music, Oh yes. like uh, the famous Gummy Bear. That was one that didn't quite make the cut, but, you know, could have. Yeah. It could have. Yeah, and then uh, the much less-known band Toy Box. I think they're from, like, uh, Denmark or the Netherlands or something, but uh, they have some music videos with some pretty crazy uh, puffball characters that I think wind up turning into, or no, the humans turn into the puffball characters, and they do this really mm. scary early 2000s CGI dance, so it's it's just very, it's very strange. That's pretty exciting. But uh, We can't forget about the Gorillas, the band who is entirely CG. Ooh, that's very true. Allegedly. So, um, yo. Let's just go ahead and roll it. We have... Blue by Eiffel 65. Yo, listen up, here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world. And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue, like him inside and outside. Blue his house with a blue little window and a blue corvette and everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around cause he ain't got nobody to listen I'm blue
and we're back. Now, what Andrew was talking about earlier is a goofy blue character named Zerottle. And, um, you know, I'm just going to go straight into the Wikipedia section. My Wikipedia article today is on Zerottle. Now, Wikipedia, to you, I have this to say. I am disappointed. Zerottle has like three sentences. I made an account just so I could make a Zerottle Wikipedia page. And you are working on that now, it right? Is, it is in the works. So seeing as I'm basically a Wikipedia author and really I should just be branded as a researcher now, I'm just going to go ahead and read Zerottle's story, the authorized biography, authorized by Zerottle, I guess. From Zerottle.com, correct? Correct. Zerottle.com slash Zerottlestory1.php. Now, a lot of people already know this, but I'll just say it for the new listeners. Uh, Zerottle, his full name is Zerottle Kayanaku Sushik IV, <laughs> but commonly just known as Zerottle. And he was born, again, common knowledge, he was born in the year 45651 in standard galactic pulse time on the planet Tukon IV. Now, this is in the constellation HR 453, and he was born from a family of scientists and explorers. Um, I'm just going to skip through here a little bit There's and talk quite about... quite a bit of information there is, on the website. It's just a wealth of information. Again, Wikipedia, why don't you have a page on Zerottle yet? Why do I have to make it? Anyway, Zerottle's father, Gen Iwu Zerottle X Sushik III, was a famous explorer, and he was working on the Standard Galactic Map, trademark, which as of today is the most advanced map of the known galaxy. NASA is... They're behind. They're slacking. But um, I'd just like to talk about one more thing before I really get into the meat of this, which is that Jan Iwu Zerottle Sushik III, uh, Zerottle's father, discovered Keloi III in the planet. And on that planet, there are Berkirkirder plants. And the Berkirkirder plants are famous all over the galaxy, including on Earth, for being the only vegetal form to be able to communicate through telepathy. That's true. Um, but, uh, but how did uh, Zerottle meet... Eiffel 65, how did that get started? Are we not to that point in the story yet? Oh, man. Now, that that is a fun story. Well, one day, Zerato was informed of, of his meeting with the band um, at the Tucan Arena by his friend, who said famously, Come on, Zerato. Come. It should be fun. Everyone says that it will be a great show with a new form of sound that will be entertaining and funny. I don't know who said that. It probably wasn't any of the band members. Um, but anyway, Zerato went to the show, and he could not believe that a human was creating such sounds as Eiffel 65 was. And really, the rest is history. That's um, true. And then they, they called him up to be in their music video. Absolutely. It was and, a great time. And now they're teamed up going on the epic quest for the multidimensional universal language. That's true. So, uh, yeah, my uh, Wikipedia articles for this week definitely are not going to follow up Zerato well at all, but that's all right because they sort of lead into the next song. So going swiftly ahead, my uh, first one, I have two very short ones, is that same day that I went to that crazy laser tag arena, we did this other thing called Reball. That's, uh, it's like paintball, but you do it inside, and it doesn't consume paintballs. Instead, it uses these little, they're kind of like Nerf balls, but they're rather hard, and like they hit you like paintballs, and they leave nastier bruises than paintballs, especially if you get sh shot point blank by certain listeners, like some certain listeners did, but who knows about that. But anyways... Uh, Reball made me think of this thing that the various police forces use in training called simunition. That it, I think, at least the way I have interpreted it, is that um, they're bullets that they use in actual, like, standard uh, firearms, like machine guns and everything. 
and they train with them, and they look like bullets, but they're filled with chalk. But, like, if you don't wear armor when you get hit with them, they're still lethal. They're, like, they are dangerous, but they use them for training, and when they hit, it's basically like a paintball, except you have to be wearing armor, otherwise it just pierces your skin. Nice. So that's exciting stuff. And I was once in the basement of the Fairfax Criminal Justice Academy where I was in the room where they do simulation, and there's just, like, all these holes in the walls from all the simulation bullets, and I saw the armor, and it was pretty ridiculous. But anyways, yeah, enough about simulation. Then my other not even really an article I just wanted to mention... Obviously, this whole time we've been talking about laser tag, you've had the great business of Pizza Planet on your mind um, from the popular Toy Story series. And I just wanted to bring up real quick, this is just knowledge I already knew from a couple of months ago, that uh, the original plan for Pizza Planet in the movie, it was supposed to be a mini golf place called Pizza Putt to to be a joke with Pizza Hut. And... (laughs) And so, yeah, I think the, like, copyrights fell through or something, and Pizza Hut simply did not want them saying Pizza Putt. So, you know, that's how you got Pizza Planet, but arguably I would have to say Pizza Planet is better anyways because, like, you couldn't even have the aliens in Toy Story if it was Pizza Putt because that would not make any sense unless it was just a space-themed pizza mini-golf place, which I guess would work out quite fine. We really lost a great piece of satire that even the great Yuvano would be would be rolling on the floor laughing. That's true. Um, but so, yes, anyways, uh, I, I mentioned Pizza Planet because there is a spectacular arcade in there. And anytime you're in a laser tag place, hopefully they have an arcade. And if there is one, of course, you have to partake in it. And so this next one is one that you might hear in said arcade. It is the theme of Mortal Kombat by the Immortals.
You know, forward back, forward forward from mid-screen using Johnny Cage. And uh, you'll go ahead and just rip someone's head out. That's true. That is, that's how those moves work. But uh, yeah, those those moves didn't those didn't those violent violent moves in Mortal Kombat cause some issues? Yeah, they were pretty graphic. Um, the ESRB was pretty much formed solely because of Mortal Kombat. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I hope that someday I create something just so so violent. Yeah, so violent or so offensive that they have to create a regulatory board. That's very true. Maybe well, there's already one for radio, so we can't really do that. Mm. Maybe someday. We gotta come up with some new form of media, and then ruin it yeah, with violence. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, so speaking more on arcades in laser tag places, or in this case, laser tag places in what is primarily an arcade. I just wanted to talk a little bit about Planet Play, not to be confused with Pizza Planet. A uh, very similar place, though. Uh, that they used to have in the Northern Virginia area. There was one in Burke, which is where I live, and then there was another one in Springfield Mall, and there was also one in Chantilly that I never went to, but my uh, family always told me about. They had a water park there, so that's very exciting. But um, anyways, in the Planet Play close to my house, there was a laser tag area in the back. I'm sure it was a very small room. I was a small kid, so who even knows how big it really was? But it was just the dumbest laser tag I've ever played because... Like, maybe it was just the mode we were playing then, but the way they had the gun set up is you ran out of ammo and you had to run back to this wall and plug your gun into the wall to get it to, like, put more ammo into your gun, which is dumb because they're lasers, so why would it even have to do that? But, yeah, I don't know about that. And then uh, another story about laser tagging Planet Play was I once had a birthday party at the Planet Play at Springfield Mall where they also had a laser tag area. That one was a little bit bigger. And in there they had these things. If you ever played at Shadowland, you know of gems, correct? Correct. Um, these things on the walls that you have to shoot that can give you power-ups and stuff. I think they had things like that that were hanging on the ceiling that they called honeycombs because they straight up looked like like bee honeycombs, and you had to shoot those to also get power-ups. I don't really know why I brought that up. Other than at this laser tag place, on my birthday they had the audacity that I ran into a wall or something because I was running and my pack shut off. They designed them to shut off if kids are running or breaking the rules. And that just, that that ruined my birthday. I specifically remember going, it didn't actually ruin my birthday, but I specifically remember like after the, that round was over, going out to the lobby and like crying to my mom that, like I said, they had the audacity to shut off my pack. But yeah, I could talk about Planet Play for quite some time. So I suppose I'll chill out about that. But uh, yeah, you got anything to add? No, uh, let's just move it on along to All I Ever Wanted by Bass Hunter. All I ever wanted was to see you smiling, smiling. I know that I love you, oh baby, why don't you see?
And that was All I Ever Wanted by Bass Hunter. Um, I Actually, that might be one of the exceptions for ones I that neither of us have actually heard in a laser tag place, but it definitely sounds like something that would. Uh, I don't even remember where I heard that first other than it was on the internet, but I just remember jamming out to that on the way back from King's Dominion on multiple trips in like middle school. And, you know, there's a reasonable guess that there's some sort of laser tag thing at King's Dominion in some form or another, or some use of lasers. Who even knows? But that is the connection to laser tag, I'm sure. Wow. Now, I've been thinking, and just to go real back, real quick, back to the cyberpunk, Alrighty. you know what my favorite cyberpunk TV show was? Like, way back when? Uh, uh, Teletubbies. Oh, all right. You that, know, there were. That's true. That is a cyberpunk show. They were electronic robot babies, so Ooh, I would qualify that as true. a cyberpunk they, uh, show. There have been. We were we were reading some articles, and they were talking about how at some points uh, the <laughs> the uh, interests of Tinky Winky were uh, criticized, and uh, uh, the, the response was Tinky Winky. Well, can we, I don't he, think he, we can say that. Yeah, he's a. Uh, He's just he, a lovable. He's straight, but he is just a lovable electronic baby. That's that is, true. But if you know anything about the Teletubbies, it's that while I found this out yesterday as they taught me that while they are all babies, specifically Poe, I did know this, is a younger baby. And as everyone knows, Poe is the master race Teletubby. That's, that's true. But I, you know, I've just been craving some tubby toast. And I was watching with you the other day. Last uh, night, yeah. Yeah, last night. We were just watching them uh, eating up that tubby toast, and that looked real good. Uh, right inside the Tubbytronic Superdome, which is what the Teletubbies <laughs> HQ was called. That's true. Uh, you know, and the, the new new was just sucking up that tubby toast. <laughs> I could talk about Teletubbies for hours and hours, but, you know, we should probably just go ahead and get back to the music. Yeah, that's true. Uh <laughs> This one coming up is uh, one that another one I remember playing. These next two are ones I remember playing in my gym, as I talked about. But also another place, another type of family entertainment center that I remember hearing this at was this 
place that it was entirely inflatables. I think it was called Pump It Up. And, like, they had all these moon bounces, the things where you have, like, big Q-tips to knock each other off pedestals and stuff. They had, like, boxing rings. It was madness. And my friend in fourth grade had a birthday party there, and it was pretty spectacular. But in the goodie bags, they gave us these CDs that were called Ham Frog, and it was a mix of all of the best Crazy Frog and all of the best hamster songs, obviously, which stemmed from the first hamster song, The Hamster Dance by Hampton the Hamster.
WGMU. Um, and of course, that classic is really just a sped up version of a song from Disney's Robin Hood, which, unlike the other thing about Axel F., I remember every time my brother would bring that up when I was younger, when I was listening to it, it would just kill my vibe. It would make me absolutely furious. I guess I can still stand to that, but that said, I will accept that it is very clearly the song from Robin Hood with just some added in, that guy talking, who even knows who that is. But uh, yeah. You never know. Well, I guess, guys, it's the five-minute warning. The marshals are about to come around and show you all the exits, but before we go... We're going to play the most lit laser tag song. The absolute epitome of what I consider to be laser tag music. Another classic from my gym. Another classic from Shadowland. Ooh. Just really get ready. You've got five minutes. Shoot those crystals. Get some power-ups. Let's go! The kisses of the sun with sweet identically, I let it in my eyes Like an exotic drink, the radio playing songs That I have never heard, I don't know what to say Oh, not another word, just la 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 It goes around the world, just la 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 It's all around the world, just la 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 And everybody's singing la 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 And now the bells are ringing
That was incredible. Oh, the key change really does it for me. Like it gets going in the end, and it gets it gets more and more exciting, and then you think it's over, and then it just goes the kisses of the sun. Radio playing song, and then the key change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting stuff. That is that is a jam. Well, for all of the viewers and listeners who stuck with us to the end, it's that time of the episode again. Uh, the part where we go a little bit over and might get Maybe trouble. Maybe 25% know. over, but uh, whatever. <laughs> no one's behind us. Um, but it's it's that part of the episode again where we go ahead and play the song that's going to be the genre for the next week and see if you guys can guess it. Want to tell them what it is, Mr. Andrew? Alrighty, that sounds good. It's Animal by Mike Snow.
and that was Animal by Mike Snow, spelled with two eyes. No idea why. Is that like that's actually what it said? Yep, that's not a typo. Oh, it's, nice. It's Mike with two eyes. Nice. Never understood. Or maybe it's Meek, like Mies from Nintendo Wii. That's true. I wonder yep. what his me looks like. That's a good question. It's probably got four eyes. That's true. But uh, yes, uh, so yeah, that was the the conclusion of the episode. If you uh, if you can't guess what next week's genre is just by that song, I don't even know because it's it's pretty obvious. But so. there's a fair chance that it might show up on Twitter, which you can follow our Twitter, of course, Ooh. at Andrew Isaiah WGMU. Uh, Hope I got that right. I believe so. It might just be just look up something different on Twitter. You should be able to find it. It's either Andrew Isaiah GMU or Andrew Isaiah WGMU. I cannot remember, but that's beside the point. So yes, anyways, you said there's nothing coming up after this, but as we said in the first episode, there's Reaper's hit list Ooh. in in a little less than twelve hours now. Uh he he's a good guy. He he trained us in the studio, so you should listen in. But I guess that does it for the night. After this is Object 6 by The Knotwist, brought to you by The Automatic DJ. And uh, after that, there will be a PSA and then some Latvian radio. That's exciting. So that sounds very exciting. Stay tuned and have a good night on WGMU.